0: Not all of them are
1: appropriate for... Right, yeah, I'm still figuring
0: out how uh, family-friendly I want to make this thing. Welcome to Game Dev Advice, the Game Developers Podcast. Your place for resources and in-depth conversations with other game development professionals. I'm your host, John J.P. Podlasic. I've worked at 10 different game companies starting back in 1989 with the TurboGrafx-16. Over the decades, I've developed games like Mortal Kombat, Avengers Initiative, Beavis and Butthead, and numerous others. I now work for a startup called Level X. But this podcast isn't about me. It's about you and the game development community. So if you have questions or ideas, give a call, 224-484-7733, or go to the gamedevadvice.com website. I have a great show for you today, so let's kick things off with episode 005, part two of the Mike Antonicelli podcast. Today's returning guest, Mike Antonicelli. This is part two of my discussion with him. We'll dive deeper into the freelance marketplace, expanding your skills as a developer, applying for jobs properly, and how he's traveled to South America while working as a remote freelance developer okay let's kick things off with mike kind of what about your current role uh you're doing all kinds of freelance work and you're uh kind of a, a hired gun right as an animator um different projects i saw you worked at trinket and
1: uh, yeah. tag yeah.
0: and other other studios that were founded by x wide load people actually too. yeah a
1: bunch of x wide load people um went and became became successful in, in their own business endeavors as well. And, uh, yeah, I just f- actually finished up something with Trinket, um, their game, uh, Battlechef Brigade.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. I was crushed uh, when they left Wideload. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it was, in hindsight, it was a smart thing to do, and now they have their uh, successful game. So, yeah, I'll have to get those guys out here.
1: Yeah, their their Battlechef Brigade... Um, as uh, published by Adult Swim Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just helped them out with a, I think it's some new new content that they're adding. The game came out last year, some downloadable content. And actually my role there uh, is very different from animation. Well, not very different, but it's pretty different. I do the coloring for their, all hmm. the frames for the animation um, because wow.
0: it's 2D. Right, 2D, and yeah. We've,
1: they've got uh, Eric there as art director. so uh, Super talented, I, yeah. They... It sounds like a, a very basic thing. Oh, you're just coloring in, in, in picture, you know, color by numbers, whatever. You'd be surprised how, how, mm. how hard of a time they had just finding someone who could even color in the lines. Wow. <laughs> they're That's going cool. through different uh, freelancers or people they hired and they, they're like, they just keep coming back to me. I actually just started with them just to help them out just for, for, you know, not to actually be hired mm-hmm. or anything um, when they were first doing the game. And they're like, we really need someone to color. And I'm like, I'll help you guys. Why not? I mean, my friends and all that. So that's another thing. Another yeah. being open to to whatever would happen. I just help them just to, and mostly Eric, uh, their, their art director, Eric, is an amazing artist. And just to be kind of totally. involved in any art that he does was, yeah. a, was an honor for me. So I said, yeah, I'll help you guys. I'll color your color some of the frames for the animation. That's fine. Then they kept coming back to me like, Mike, we need your help for the logo. Right. There's a deadline coming. We got an update. We need yeah. your help. Yeah, and they're like, we we try. You know, it like one time I wasn't able to to work with them, um, and they tried to get somebody else, and it just was all botched up. And they're yep. like, we just need we need you to do it. You're reliable. You're quick. Are uh, you in
0: Photoshop or or, 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 or what are you? Um,
1: how yeah, are you just doing? in Photoshop. Uh, yep. It's the way that Eric does it. It, it doesn't lend itself to using like, a Toon Boom animation studio or any of those those animation programs so it has to be done by hand i just i just go in put on my headphones put on a podcast maybe there you go and it's it's just very therapeutic go in there get it get it done and and uh it's it's i I enjoy it and i enjoy helping them out um because i'm really uh, um proud of what they're doing and Mm -hmm. and the project that they're that that they made Um, yeah it's on a bunch of platforms
0: is it on uh, switch yet? switch yeah it is on yeah, switch. It my switch.
1: here ah awesome switch yeah. uh and xbox one um i think it's going for playstation i'm not sure if it's on there yet mm-hmm. um but yeah absolutely beautiful looking game right and the music i always think is really uh next level um the story is unbelievable so Check it out. It's called Battle Chef Brigade. Anybody who's listening uh, by Trinket Studios. Yeah, maybe on in the, the show podcast. notes podcast.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, they will be on the podcast here at some point. I'll get a hold of those. At guys.
1: some point, they'll be on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just just finish that up uh, recently. So it's cool. kind of the thing being a freelancer. It's either feast or famine basically yeah right right two or three projects at the same time or nothing at all
0: right so yeah yeah, you got to say yes to all of them because (laughs) you never know when that drought's going to come so you want to have some reserves and and have some more skills on your belt and so yeah yeah um so what about um learning kind of like like what do you do to learn and improve you know as a animator as an artist um as a game creator
1: well recently um I've been trying to kind of expand my skills in some different areas. So I started to, I finally made the decision to start learning some programming. So I'm starting to learn Python right now. Okay. Um, just to see if I like it. You know, I, I've, I haven't done too much in, in the programming realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm very, I'm in the very early stages. So I haven't even done anything cool yet. <laughs> so I think that uh, it's kind of yeah. dry right now, but once I can like, like uh, build something that that kind of does something mm-hmm. really awesome. I'll uh, I'll get that a kind of addictive nature to be to yeah. enjoy. So I, I, it's all it's it's something that I've always kind of had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do as well.
0: No, that's smart. Um, just kind of expanding your skills and uh, always be learning, right? I, I think.
1: Yeah. I think Another thing uh, I started doing around the same time. I basically had like a. I don't know, some moment where I said, you know, what, all the things I've been putting off learning, I'm going to do it all right now. I don't care if it's just five minutes per day mm-hmm. or whatever. So I started the the programming. I, um, I'm i starting to learn copywriting actually too. Cool. Uh, and if, and if for anyone that doesn't know what that is, it's basically sales, selling, but by the written word. With basically. words, right. Yeah, yeah, with words. Anything well, uh, you've ever well, seen for a business uh, that's been uh, written down mm-hmm. is is copywriting right and so as a freelancer you know as a freelancer I'm my own business uh, and everything I write everything I put out into the world
0: scan your when I read your your bio I'm like I literally thought to myself Mike that's pretty well written right and you know it wasn't I didn't even know you were doing the copywriting class but it makes sense now
1: if you are writing and you write something that uh, is maybe offensive I'm, Um, I'm just thinking if you're not if you're not so great at writing and you End up saying some things that uh, don't look so well. You won't even get to mm-hmm. the first part. You won't even get right. the first. You go want to look at your reel because they just read your short LinkedIn biography. Be yeah. more appealing in your writing. Uh, I think that's that's wonderful. And and for yeah. anybody, even if you're not in the in the industry, to at least know how advertising is being shown to you, it mm-hmm. will be it will help you become a better consumer. And right, be- I think writing
0: and especially. Yeah, copywriting and writing uh, is important too because I see in my current role lots of resumes um, and very few of them have a cover letter, um, even though they're requested. Um, uh, And and very few of those even beyond that have a cover letter that isn't a generic standard template, I'll send this to everyone cover letter, right? And um, it just, uh, it blows my mind sometimes how, how little people pay attention to that, especially if they don't have a, huge reel and they don't have a bunch of experience and a bunch of games on their resume that they wouldn't take that time if they were truly uh, interested in the opportunity to spend a little time talking about their skills and how they see them matching with the company and and what the company is doing and 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 things like that if you see two resumes that are pretty much the same but someone else puts some time in and and makes a way to relate to their skills with with your business you're going to pay more attention to that one versus just uh, another resume from a 2018 grad um, nothing special, no, no cover letter. Uh, that makes me discipline. wonder,
1: you know, I'm curious about the, what, what do you look for in a cover letter? Yeah. Like, like you, a, like you a little bit no, now, you right, right. about what, what you guys look for. So let's talk about cover letter. What would yeah. be,
0: uh, I, I think a, to have one just, just to actually have one. Right. Okay. Um, because i 70, 80, 90, maybe it depends on the role. Percent of them don't have one so just uh well, that puts that, you in the
1: top 20 or yeah like, it, it, it shows
0: you you read the directions you know include that too. Um, include a resume and, and a cover letter why you're fit for this job um so yeah do the thing put a little bit of effort in write a cover letter and then um you can have a a baseline one where that you can kind of um semi-templatize it and then maybe customize it from that point but just don't send like a generic um cookie cutter one because that doesn't really show that much more um effort than nothing at all so have one that is um customized to some degree kind of speaking to what you do um as a developer and how it relates to the business and and act like you know something about the business i i mean i even have interviews with people have haven't gone on the website they haven't looked at our apps and it's like How do you not do that in this day and age when you have a, you know, everyone's got a computer in their pocket, and um, you take fifteen or twenty minutes and just do the minimum um, due diligence just to show that you're prepared. Just get on my soapbox here, but
1: yeah, (laughs) no, I I think anybody who's listening would the cover letters. I can see how they can be intimidating to uh, somebody saying, "Oh my god, how do I, how do I talk about myself Mm -hmm. without?" regurgitating what's in my resume that they could read there. How do I I get into, you know, what are they even looking for? And if if I'm understanding correctly, it's you're showing a little bit about what you can do and what you know Mm -hmm. and how it relates to, to the position that you're looking to get or it relates to how it can benefit the company or
0: yeah 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 exactly kind of like you know i can do x y and z and i see with this game you do uh, z so my skills can relate uh and help you do you know z better um because i've experienced doing it at one two three at whatever and and just kind of tying it back to how you can benefit the company um too often it's like I want to be this and I want to do this and I yeah. uh, it's too much it's about the person and not about what the person is going to do to benefit uh, the company and um, I think people get a little too self-absorbed a little too uh, narcissistic about like what they want to do what their vision is and their dream and it's, it's fine to have all those things It's great do it have the dreams you know but show the benefit Say say how What you do can help the company that you want to work for. And then that makes it more tangible. And it's not just about me, 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 I, 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 literally thousands of resumes um, that I've, I've scanned. You only have so much time, you you know, you got, what are you going to do to help this company and and how can you contribute? Um, That's the stuff you should focus on And Google. um, They can watch YouTube videos. You know, there's online courses that are free. There's all kinds of things you can do to learn how to write. Um, effective cover letters, and then just apply that strategy and try to be selective enough that you 're not applying to a million places where you just blanket shotgun method with your resume, but you you actually craft you know a semi custom cover letter uh, for the ones you 're really interested in to uh, to show that you have that initiative and you can follow directions and you 've thought through how you can benefit the company
1: would you say that part of the sending having the requirement for the cover letter and the person following not only that requirement, but any other requirements that you may have, is it, is it important that they 100% follow every requirement that you put on there? Or is it really just like some things are there to weed out people who...
0: It's not a deal breaker because like if somebody doesn't have a cover letter, but they have you know a killer reel and they have great games on a resume or something, um, if you're starting out, you're not, um, you can't do that. So, you know, you, you don't have that street cred. You, you haven't earned ability to just be like, ah, I've got too much under my belt to screw around with the cover letter, even even though I still think it's a good idea. It's a numbers game, you know, and some of the roles, um, you've, you've got dozens and dozens. So it's like, you have to make that impression and you, you have to, you don't make typos, right? Um, it just shows you're sloppy, right? It shows you don't pay attention to detail and, and that can then turn into, oh, I, I didn't save the file right and my hard drive blew up and we can't ship the game, right? You know, granted, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm extrapolating into to a doomsday scenario. I, I wouldn't
1: I would. be surprised if, yeah. if if one led to the other.
0: Yeah, it just kind of sets a bad tone when you have a resume that's got uh, typos and then no cover letter or generic cover letter with typos or addressed to the wrong company. You see a few of those, you're like, um...
1: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like... <laughs> I think you forgot to change your generic (laughs) cover letter to the company that you're applying to. Um, It's probably not a good thing to do.
1: (laughs) No, it's not a good thing.
0: Okay, quick question break. What are your thoughts so far? Do you have a topic idea, a question to ask, or a guest suggestion? Let me know at 224-484-7733 or on the gamedevadvice.com website. All right, funny or odd story. I mean, you kind of touched on it working at a dozens of them, but uh, yeah. working at not the all of them
1: are appropriate for right. Yeah, Many I'm still figuring
0: aren't. out how uh, family friendly I want to make this thing.
1: You know about my nickname, right? When I worked at yeah. White Load,
0: Fribbles. 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 Yeah, was it Ryan gave you that? How, how did you? Yeah, it was like. How
1: did I? How did I become known at work? I Is don't know. Fribbles. I'll tell you the story of that because um, it just happened to be. Uh, coincidence of circumstances that, led to that. <laughs> so first of all is, is anybody who is named mike will probably probably know by now that uh in school in work wherever you go there's at least two other Mikes. there's going to be two maybe three right um and this was this was also the case jj remember jj oh yeah yeah jj, JJ Williams was, awesome. was was trying to figure out a nickname for me that wasn't mike and he could not <laughs> come up with anything he was trying every day at lunch he's like uh uh, and then he came up with something that was just terrible. Well, around that same time, um, we were doing uh The entire office was playing uh, some shooting game, some third person shooter. I-, I forgot the name of it. Research, uh, research, yes, research we were, obviously yes. We were, we were doing course. a lot of research. Doing a lot of research in office hours. So I decided to make a sniper, and a sniper called Fribbles, because I thought <laughs> that was a funny name for a sniper killing people by headshots. I was starting Not to so get-
0: innocent when you when you're dropping a bullet between their eyes.
1: <laughs> yeah. But it's great when it says, you were killed by Fribbles you know, after that person dies. So that's exactly what was happening. I was snipering. People would be playing. And then all of a sudden they say, Fribbles killed you. You were killed by Fribbles. And then we go, right. God damn it, Fribbles. You would just hear across the office, like, right. you Fribbles. And they like, look over me. I could hear JJ, and- Fribbles, damn it. <laughs> Fribbles. Yes, it was exactly like that. So uh, it didn't take long. <laughs> I, before me in the game as Fribbles was just me as fribbles and lifted right, right. uh, in one and yep. it became, this it didn't have to there was one less mic right. in the office that the, that had to be distinguished from the other mics and it was just fribbles or and then eventually it became fribs so fribbles
0: uh, is too long you can
1: just yeah right. yeah i mean and then it was it, it became spoken without any irony without any jokes it was just <laughs> like where's fribs fribs fribbles Fribbles. Hey, like and i think even at one point you you said it once or twice. You called me Fribs or Fribbles. Yeah, I think you were resisting it for a while. You know, you're like, that's he's Mike, you know, let's just you know, remain professional. This or that. Right. I, I remember at some points you 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 even slipped up and, and called me fribbles. And I remember I remember distinctly those days. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh God. It's gonna be like on my paperwork, my right. contract. Gonna say you know contract frivolous. <laughs> yeah, it's like I have to change my name. I'm gonna <laughs> exactly.
0: do things like prints. I'm gonna copyright it. Yep,
1: going to
0: yep, yep. Legally yep. change so, my name.
1: So yeah, that's that's uh, that's the story of how I got the yeah. name frivolous. And Man, I haven't just, heard that in a long time. Not, not, you know, you know, away from all the Wide Load people. So I guess.
0: Yeah, and just for people that don't know, uh, uh, Wide Load—you can Google it. Uh, wide Load Games was started by Alex uh, Seropian. He started the studio. I think it was after Bungie, or maybe there was a gap in there. I'm not sure. After but uh, Yeah. Well,
1: I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm not sure if there was a gap after that. Yeah, because
0: I think there was some time he was on the Seattle area and um, a little studio called Bungie. You know, Halo. And he had started the studio and had a different kind of production model with using more contractors and making it easier to ramp up and down and to be more smart about running the business, not like Telltale. Um, so um, not, not <laughs> doing stupid crap like that. Yeah. He started the studio. They did, was it Stubbs the Zombie?
1: Which I did some of the motion when I was at Red Eye, some of the motion capture cleanup oh, right, on, right, on right, Stubbs right. the Zombie. I auditioned for Playing a zombie, but I, I didn't. Make it. Luckily, <laughs> I didn't have to put on a motion capture suit. Thank God.
0: You 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 move too human. Uh, you can't be a zombie. Is there anything I should have asked you but didn't? Like, what's the state of freelance in 2018 in the game industry, just um, from your perspective, right? From from what you see.
1: I would say, on a if you're working remotely, um, I think it can be pretty competitive because you're basically working against talent all over the world mm-hmm. uh, hiring from eastern europe and they told me right that they like oh can you go lower and like oh, how much do you want to pay it's like well i'm paying these guys eastern europe and it was like like i can make more at mcdonald's to be more successful it's, it's to use your advantages you know mm-hmm. where you live proactive about it too in terms of finding finding more as a freelancer you're always on the lookout for the next the next job so you got to keep those things up to date you got to be mm-hmm. Proactive and looking for those too, and um, doing a lot of different things like the copywriting thing I was mentioning, and, and learning how to sell yourself. Um, and those are all all good talents to have, in my opinion. I mean, if, if you do eventually want to switch to a salary at some point and you need to write that cover letter and you know how to. Sell yourself well because you were freelancing, or you know how the business runs a little bit better than somebody who just goes to to work every day. They work in their little department. They don't care about anything else. But as a freelancer or owning your own small business, you've um, had budgets, you've had timelines, you've created contracts, you've mm-hmm. uh, outsourced, and you've managed out you know uh, people um, to help you with other parts that you haven't haven't done. Um, well, so, plus your
0: network too, I would think, right? Like like after you've earned people's trust and done great work, you, you have kind of like people you reach back out to that that know and trust you. And then you can see if they've, they've got a need popping up and they may be like, oh, not now, but I'll keep you in mind. And then you get a text, you know, two months definitely. or an email later and it's like, hey, hey, you still available? We, we got this thing. We need some help and, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Definitely, uh, you. I have a lot of my work I would say like 50% of all, all my work has been a client that I had previously. Mm-hmm. So after they hire you once and then maybe it might, it might be a long time. It might not be that long. Uh, they come back to you again because they're like, okay, we know Mike's good. He was the animator. Everything worked out. Now we need an animator. Mike's first on the list, and then really it just comes down to availability. At that point, is like and like I said, the feast or famine thing is mm. is real. It's a real yeah. issue. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I, it's kind of it's there's a different world for that, but in mm. some ways it's the same. Some ways it's it's not the same. So,
0: what about the just kind of kind of quick, but like the travel? Like I remember you being in Brazil, and and I'm looking here. You spent three months in Brazil, Argentina, and Chile. Um, were you working at those times and just working remotely and just, you know, FTPing files over or were you kicking back or a combination? Yeah,
1: or, combination. Um, if I was and uh, always am 100% with my equipment and ready mm-hmm. to go um, and I have worked while I was out there um, and, uh, you know, just have the Internet connection. I bring whatever equipment that I that I usually use day to day hard drives and all that it's a little bit of extra stuff in my bag Mm -hmm. but uh it's it's totally worth it
0: you know the world is flat now and be able to freelance remotely and working with people and and being able to um travel and and still work on things and not be kind of bound to an office and a nine to nine to five and all that kind of stuff that's um i know that a lot of people are excited about that i i and i'm sure too you couldn't do that you know, as an intern and you're like, I'm just going to go do this now. I mean, you had to build up your portfolio and your uh, network and your reputation and your shipped games. But the fact that you can do that now, um, you have kind of paid your dues and now you have that option. I think that's that's awesome.
1: Freelance, you usually you can end up doing something like that because sometimes you work remotely or sometimes you're in between projects if you if you can't work remotely. But I would say even a person who is in a salary position, who's at a re, in a remote uh, job, if they can somehow swing being a remote, can do something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, is, they just have to be proactive in, in showing that they can be reliable and trustworthy outside the office. I'm sure, as a producer, you've probably been hesitant to st- say, "Oh, you you want to work from home?" But how am I going to know that you're working the whole time? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you have to be able to. Uh, to prove that you know, you're know you available, you can do just as good of a job.
0: Production evolves and, and there's better tools for tracking and tasks are, are sent out and you can see when they're getting done, there's less suspicion, um, you know, that somebody's yeah. sitting around watching uh, The Price is Right eating Captain Crunch, but um, <laughs> that you're actually doing the work. And when the files come in and it's getting checked and it's like, yeah, you know, this arrangement is working. So it, 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 there's always a little bit of that trepidation where you don't, see the person, but when you see the, the work getting done, that's all that really counts. So like if they' you know you're getting the work done, um, doesn't matter if you're down the street or halfway around the world, you know that's that's the name of the game getting the shit done.
1: But let yeah. me ask you this. I had a question and I guess this yeah. is something I should have asked, but you didn't. So you've hired freelancers before as well, right? So are yeah, you, for sure. So, so between hiring someone as a salary position versus which we talked about already, what do you look for when hiring a freelancer?
0: It depends how much risk is involved. So if, you know, if it's somebody doing something that is critical to the game, there's, there's more risk involved, so you may vet a little bit more. Uh, I, I think reputation is one thing that um, is important because people, you know, again, they earn their reputation. So mm-hmm. you, you have higher confidence if, if it's somebody that you've worked with before. Obviously, the portfolio. Um, what their work looks like. I I remember we used, um, uh, six more vodka, uh, out of Germany Mm -hmm. for them, very talented, like crazy talented concept art. So like we used them, um, on Marvel Avengers. Avengers initiative and stuff. And yeah, it was like, um, just looking at their, their work online, like, wow, these guys get it. So, um, it was just a matter of working out the numbers then, but yeah, the portfolio I think plays a big, a big deal, and then also the um, you know the reputation, and um, you know how accessible they are. Um, mm-hmm. You never like to send stuff, and uh, all you hear is crickets for a long time. So if people are <laughs> following up with emails and um, sending files back and asking questions, those are always good signs. Is price point? uh the price too one obviously.
1: consideration. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, right. Yeah, it it, it all kinda of depends, right? If if it's more of a more high-end um you'll you, you pay that premium because we knew Six more vodka would do killer concept work that would get through the Disney folks um mm-hmm. when we sent it.
1: Well, but I guess how important it is basically is mm-hmm. when it comes down to how important it is to the success yeah, of the
0: project. Right, right. It, yeah, and if it's like it's a high profile, it's it's critical work, then price is less important. If it's just, we got this pile of stuff that we need somebody to do the thing, um, then you just pay based more competitively and, and what a cheaper price is. So I guess it pays more to be, you know, um, refined, at the top of your game, uh, kind of be the go-to. Like if if you want that, yeah. you you have to pay the premium, but you know, you're going to get the high quality work and um, you know, they're going to deliver yeah. versus Great stuff yeah
1: great stuff to know for everybody listening and for me too just by the-
0: just trying to share from all of my battle scars of uh doing this for so long so
1: yeah, yeah. i'm gonna we're gonna switch this interview around i'm gonna be interviewing you to extract <laughs> all the information from the battle scars and all
0: that. right we'll go get some uh drinks and i i, I get some stories yeah yeah <laughs>
1: i'm sure um
0: so, like, where can people find you? Um, I, I'm looking here. You've, you've got the website, Superfantastic, spelled with a K, Superfantastic, F-A-N, yeah. yeah, S-U-P-E-R-F-A-N-T-A-S-T-I-K, and that's your at.com, um, at, 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 uh, your Twitter's at Superfantastic, and uh, your email's info at Superfantastic.com.
1: Yeah, that's I, th- I would say my website's probably the best hub. It's got mm-hmm. connected up to my most up to date social media. LinkedIn's on there. Um, it will have my reel and other work. Put a lot of time into it, and I want you to go see my website because I, I, I'm proud of it. No,
0: that makes sense to have that as kind of like your the portal, right? Because you can go there and like, okay, I want to go to the Twitter uh, account, or oh, I want to see his LinkedIn profile, or oh, I can click on the reel. So yeah, it's smart to just funnel um, everything through that website and then people can go off uh, different paths, depending what, what they want to see of you.
1: That sounds good. Super fantastic. With a
0: K. With a K, Awesome. Well, thank you, Mike. This is uh, I think this has been really a fun, interesting and useful call. Uh, I, I think, agree. Yeah. People looking to get in the industry and just hearing your stories, being an intern and you know, unpaid intern leading to all the cool things that you've done um, showing about taking initiative and uh, always be working and trying to like look at other people's work that speaks a lot uh to your your journey and kind of like how you've been successful
1: yeah when you're looking at other people's work right That in mind
0: yeah it's like how did they yeah kind of like how did they do that and i'm like oh crap how did they do that right. <laughs> yeah. oh, how, crap.
1: How I, I suck don't right go down that path is what i'm trying to say because then yeah then you're just gonna
0: Find some way to to uh, divert your attention, and then twenty years pass, and you're like, I could have been somebody.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I hope it helps. Yeah, it's been total fun and uh, and uh, enlightening to me as well, just to, to hear you hear what you have to say about that. So yeah,
0: no, it's fun getting, it's getting interviewed. Getting, yeah, <laughs> not used to getting interviewed, so uh, yeah, that's.
1: Hey, fun. well, this is your podcast, you and you need to talk sometimes too. It's fun to an- answer questions. Try not to get on my soapbox too much. <laughs> Well, thanks for having me on. It was it was a ton of fun.
0: Thank you, and um, we'll put some stuff in the show notes with uh, links to the, uh, your website and things. And um, yeah, reach out if you need animation work. Let Mike know and get a hold of Fribbles there because uh, <laughs> you won't you won't be disappointed.
1: Yeah, put Fribbles in the in the in the message so I know that you listen to you right. from the podcast. Exactly, put
0: in subject head uh, heading. Subject. Uh, yeah. Hey, Fribbles. Hey, yeah. Fribbles.
1: <laughs> okay, great. Thanks.
0: Cool. Well, thanks, and uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. All right, man. All right. Thank you, Mike. Yep, take care. Thanks for listening to this episode of Game Dev Advice, the Game Developers Podcast. If you found it interesting or helpful, please leave a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe. I have a lot of great episodes coming out. As always, I want to hear from you, the game development community. So give me a call at 224-484-484. 7733 or reach out on the website gamedevadvice.com I want to know your struggles, your questions and your ideas since the podcast is really about you, the fellow game developer and our game development community Thanks and take care Here's an update. In the next episode I'll be interviewing Patrick Curry Game Industry Veteran Designer entrepreneur, and CEO of Farbridge, an AR and VR software developer based in Austin, Texas. So subscribe now so you don't miss out.
2: Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone.